What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of PSI Love You XOXO, episode 23. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside, as always, the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Greg Miller, I am very exhausted right now. I just went through a journey. Yeah, you, yeah, you got the heart palpitations? You're over there? You oh, hanging yeah, in dude. There? I'm, ba- I'm barely hanging in there, but I'm in here. That's what I need from you. Uh, joining us. In our first volume two, P.S. I love you. Oh, no, I guess that's true. But first opening with more people, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. They did it, guys. I'm so impressed. I can't wait. PlayStation, man, dominating the game. Rounding out our quartet. He's the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe-trotting, headshot nitro rifle from Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. I feel incredible right now, guys. I'm, I'm currently working on the thumbnail, so y- y'all keep talking. I'll keep I'll listening and I'll absorb do. the information. But wow, I just feel like I'm on cloud nine right now, dude. So as I said, obviously, four people, that's special enough. But what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or listening on a podcast service of your choice, uh, the PlayStation 5 reveal event literally just ended and your post-show reactions for it are going to be this episode of PSI Love You XOXO recorded live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, of course, you have a special job. Go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can enter your questions, as always, to be part of the show. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ad-free, usually with a post-show. But today, we have to record The Last of Us Part 2 review that goes live on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time, Friday morning. That's tomorrow. Uh, so there's a lot of kind of funny stuff going on. If for some reason you didn't know, though, PSI Love You XOXO is your PlayStation podcast each and every week blessing and i get together and bullshit about playstation if you like that subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh watch the podcast wherever you can do that stuff patreon you understand while i'm telling you that all this get the housekeeping out of the way so we can get straight into it uh the last of us uh, part two or last of us part two review like i said 12:01 a.m pacific time on top of that we are doing the core kind of funny game jam uh friday after kind of funny games daily awarding a bunch of prizes going through a bunch of levels built around kind of funny and remember the kind of funny uh game showcase is in fact the gorilla collective this time around we partnered with our friends over at the mix to put on an e3 three-day showcase event demos announcements brand new games surprises it starts Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific with a presentation you don't want to miss. Thank you to our Patreon producers, who you can be just like at patreon.com slash games. Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo. Connor Nolan, a.k.a. Connor Dow. James Kono. Hastings. Oh. No, we don't do that. It's, not, it's Connor Dow. Right. I like going but that's fine. I don't know. So I don't care what you like, Andy. Uh, Sancho West Gaming, Julian the Gluten Free Gamer, Delaney Twinning, uh, Aaron Bolina, or no, Bonilla? Bonilla. Bonilla. For this? Bonilla. Bonilla, like Bobby okay. Bonilla. Okay, that makes sense. The, Aaron, the Boner Bonilla. The Boner Bonilla. Okay, Aaron, the Boner Bonilla. Uh, Jeffrey Long, uh, Jesus Barrio, a.k.a. Bent Fork underscore PR. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's start with the X's and O's and recap the PlayStation 5 event around the table. Tim, what did you think? I honestly, I, I can't imagine any way that that, that that could have been better. I think that that was one of, if not the greatest uh, video game press conference, whatever, 
that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I, I don't think that there were too many like mind blowing out of nowhere surprises um, like we've seen before with Final Fantasy VII Remake and that type of stuff, we don't need that. We're living the, the year of dreams is turning the decade of dreams. And I think that consistent high quality is what matters most. And we are seeing a Sony fire on all cylinders right now going into this PlayStation 5. Um, Spider-Man being a launch window title whatever it is this year i think is something that none of us would have seen coming right and it is such a such a power move and i think such a statement of what they are thinking for this console most games we saw on this were either 2020 or 2021 and if this is the first year and a half of this console's life what's the future going to look like 100 percent blessing I thought it was excellent. I thought they did a good job of setting what the expectation uh, ex- expectations were to be for this and then exceeding them, right? Like, I think you look at recent events and, like, you look at uh, Xbox's third-party next-gen thing, for example, and you look at how expectations were set for that as something that was leading up to next-gen and something that was supposed to set our expectations for what next-gen games are going to be. And that ended up under-delivering because I think when it comes to PS5 and Xbox Series X and what next-gen is... A lot of people are looking to be wowed. A lot of people are looking to be blown away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they did a really good job of talking about how, yeah, this is going to be an event that's going to show games. We're going to show games that are going to take advantage of the hardware. And they came out and they sh- they showed games, right? They showed they showed uh, uh, great third party games, but then they also had like a good selection of first party games that are that have people excited, right? Ratchet and Clank, uh, Spider Man, Demon Souls, right? Like there's some Her- uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Like there's so many titles here that I can point to as games that are. Uh, that might not necessarily be for everybody, but they're for somebody. Like I think no matter who watches sure. this, there's a game for you. And I think that's the biggest success of this thing. I think that's one of the, that is where they excel, right? And I think they, you know, promised uh, that they were going to show you experiences you could only have in the PlayStation 5. And they delivered that. And that's where the Xbox third-party thing got a little weird, right? We knew they were third-party games, but coming into that and then seeing them and then, there wasn't gameplay for Assassin's Creed and all these different things. PlayStation delivered on its message, right? I mean, you can, I have a PlayStation press release I want to read from when we actually get the show started. Uh, But you read down, like they broke it up here, right? Of PlayStation 5 games from SIE Worldwide Studios and second party partners, right? So these are the true exclusives. Astro's Playroom, uh, Demon's Souls, Destruction All-Stars, Gran Turismo 7, uh, Horizon, Forbidden West, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Returnal, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Then PlayStation 5 games from third party publishers developers bug snacks <laughs> death loop ghostwire tokyo <laughs> godfall goodbye volcano high grand theft auto 5 and grand theft auto online uh hitman 3 jet the far shore uh kina uh bridge of spirits the devil in the little i'm sorry little devil inside nba 2k 21 odd world soul storm uh pragmata uh project athia is that how we're saying that uh resident athia. evil village sorry oh athia that's athia. how i pronounce it uh, Resident Evil Village, Solar Ash, Stray, Tribes of Midgard, Woo, Solar Ash, baby, uh, and then the Pathless. Uh, Andy, what was your take here? Uh, I think what is most important. I I I'm of the mind that maybe I was just so excited about all these other titles because I was already in such a good mood from seeing Spider Man, uh, sure. and, and like maybe that just I think that was like the perfect way to set the tone for this conference. But still, I wasn't expecting to see so many smaller third-party games that I actually give a shit about now. And I it, usually those are the filler games that you see, and it's like, ah, maybe I'll check that out if it comes to Game Pass or whatever. But sure. there were so many really awesome-looking smaller titles 
uh, really cool, like the 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 girl with the magic and the little the little creatures with the little fur, like Kina, right? Kina, uh, Ken, yeah, whatever that was called. Kina, Kina. Um, and then I'm thinking of the the awesome whimsical music one with. The, the the dual planes of action game i'm already forgetting all the oh, names. Yeah. sorry that but yeah there were so many smaller titles that just look really damn good and interesting that i didn't know about and now i care about yeah, yeah. I, I, think that- I agree with you so much andy with that where it's like so many of those games we see things similar in in other shows and it kind of doesn't feel as impressive because that's all that's being shown and i think that th- these are elevated because they're being surrounded by all these amazing um, games that we've known for so long about or like anticipated like Horizon or Spider-Man. Um, but I think that even just looking at third-party announcements alone, this was a killer conference. Like look at the first party side and it's pretty much unrivaled in terms of these this amount of these high-quality announcements. Look at the third-party side, a major Square game, Resident Evil, Bethesda's games, like the ones that we've been most excited about for sure. a while. Actually, like, yeah, that was the thing with Bethesda not doing a conference this year and saying they would seed their stuff other places. There was that concern of like, well, when will we hear about Deathloop? When will we hear about Ghostwire? To have them both here was huge. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I agree. Um, I think this this conference for me did a really good job of selling me on games that I hadn't heard of before. Right, like even even Bug Snacks, which we were laughing at during the trailer. <laughs> like, that's just such a Greg Miller game that he made up in his mind right now. <laughs> oh, it's a game. Yeah. You half bug, you half snack. Whatever you eat, you turn into. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. Yeah, but even that game, like I came out of that trailer being like, I kind of want to play that. Like I want to check that out. Like that trailer for me, like stood out as something that was interesting. And that's a, that's the thing I could say about pretty much 95 percent of these trailers like a lot of the games that like solar ash for example right coming from the hyperlight Dr- drifter yes. devs, right yeah. like that's the game that looks super cool and i had i i've not played hyperlight drifter i want to play solar solar ash in fact seeing solar ash makes me want to go play hyperlight drifter it, it's, right? a, it's like, a it's a spiritual sequel to it gotcha like gotcha. Yeah, it's but, still it's still like involved very much involved in that world so i i cannot recommend enough to go play hyperlight drifter it's so good they they did they did such a good job i think setting these games up for success Whereas and I hate to like keep referencing the the Xbox third party thing because it's a PlayStation podcast, but like coming out of that Xbox third party uh, inside Xbox show, right? Like one of my things was, all right, cool. Like there there are some games here that I'm interested in, but this whole thing felt like it was set up for Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. And even sure. when we got to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like that didn't necessarily deliver on the level that people wanted to deliver. And so by the time I came out came out of it, I was like, all right, cool. Like I, I didn't necessarily get what I wanted here. Uh, from this event, like it felt like everything was set up for success. Everything was treated equally, which is I think is the biggest thing for me, right? Like they start off with GTA Five, which is cool, right? But then follow that up with Spider Man. But then also like they pay they they pay the same amount of respect to Spider Man that they pay two games like Solar Ash or Hitman mm-hmm. Three or Astro's Playroom or Little Little Devil Inside, right? Or Bucks Next, right? It doesn't feel like anything like nothing here feels like a side story it all feels part it all feels like it's a part of the of the same main narrative which i, mean, I think dude, is really me, cool that is the most impressive thing is for anyone listening to kind of funny for the last couple of years like i am always very critical of the production elements um and I, I care so much about how these things are presented and i think that this was perfect like this was 10 out of 10 from beginning to end of keeping the hype there keeping you interested in every single moment going back and forth to what's up andy Greg, I can't find the the document for this. What episode is this? Twenty four? Is this twenty three? We're on twenty three. Twenty three. Thank you so much. Um, but I just feel like the segues with all the the motion graphics that we talked about so much because there's so much love and care put into the ethos of PlayStation and making it feel like a community, making it feel like all of these games are equal and all are together, and we should all be excited about as many of these as possible. And I, I loved the way that the that they set it up and paced the entire conference where I was never not interested. There was never a mo- mm-hmm. even when like the NBA 2K stuff. It's like 
because they set such a good pace of understanding of, okay, a lot of these things you're getting a trailer, like we see the PlayStation Studios logo or we see whatever third party um, studio it is. Then we get the trailer. We get the, the brief bit of the devs talking. There was the consistency of look and vibe between all of them that I think that helped a thing. lot. To what you're talking about where you know uh, right before this when we were doing games daily there was this conversation of i don't know what this thing's going to look like and we've seen so many different cracks at it where there has mm -hmm. been just trailer 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 which is a normal state of play there was the xbox showcase which was you know zoom calls all over the place and aaron greenberg with the hilarious fridge that was the xbox series x i wasn't sure what to do this and i think that even if I had been plucked uh, from 2019 and shown this thing, I'd be like, oh, it's interesting that they're not doing a stage presentation and everybody's on black, but I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, they're in the middle of a pandemic and they're all totally. separated mm -hmm. and this is not how it's going to be. You know, blessing throughout the entire hour and 10 minutes, just marveled at the transitions they had. <laughs> but again, the transitions, it's like, they were crazy, but it's like, I love the commitment to the sacred symbols. I love that yeah. they're, and, and also like to have that PlayStation Studios branding now that like they debuted uh, a month ago or whatever it was to see it in action and see the commitment to it like mm -hmm. that that is what creates passion for you know these communities and for like why we love playstation it's it's yeah. so great to see. i mean to my to my earlier point about like them feeling like they're treating everything the same and treating everything like something worth paying attention to in this conference that playstation logo right whenever playstation studios popped up there's still that level of like, oh, okay, cool. Let's strap in. Let's see what this is. Yeah, right? yeah, and I think yeah. that's a success, right? Where, mm -hmm. where they, they established that as the branding about a month ago and already like they've done a good job of using it and using it in a way where we all know what it is and we're all excited about it, right? Like they've, that, that is already a success for them, that logo. Yep. Um, so what I'd like to do here is, you know, we just finished this, obviously. Well, actually, hold on. I was going to say, I, I, there's a press release that came through that I want to read. I'm not sure how much of it is just PR speak, but it's always usually a few interesting tidbits. Before we even do that, what did you guys think of the box? You said earlier that there wasn't like a, like a huge thing. For me, the fact that PlayStation is doing a discless PlayStation 5 is pretty fucking huge. That's crazy. That's huge. Yeah, that, that is that is huge. It's it's interesting, and I, I'm very excited to see the pricing. I imagine that the reason they did this is because the PS5 is going to be $600, and yeah. they want to have a, a cheaper version out there. Um, I just don't know how much cheaper they, they can get that, right? Like, do we go four and six? Because five and six sounds a little crazy to me. Um, but in terms of just the look of the box, this is going to be extremely divisive. Um, it is definitely not going to be something that everybody loves, but I love that they don't give a fuck. I love yeah. that they're committing to this vision of we're going to be different. We believe in what in next generation gaming. Like they keep talking about generations. And if you're going to do that, yeah, make this thing look like a fucking space age crazy piece of tech. Yeah, I really I, I do dig it. I do love it. I can't wait to be playing a video game out here in the living room. The lights are off and it's got that blue glow from the vents coming off of it. Right. Matching the blue glow coming off the dual sense or whatever. Like, I think there's a cool vibe to it. I, yeah, I do. I did make the comment when it got revealed that it looks like Wayne Tower in every Batman comic or video game of all time. I stand by it, but I still like that. I still like that it looks different. I can still see that on, under my entertainment center ready to do its thing. Bless yeah. you. I, think. I, I also, just real quick, I love that it Fuck looks you, like it's a blessing. giant fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, sure. You know, until they get air moving in there. So it won't be like so your many my Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, can't wait. Yeah. I think this is cool. The, the, the design is cool is because. Um, it solves that right which is awesome i like how it looks visually like i was originally worried about the dual tone design like i like my boxes to be black right i don't like the idea that they could conflict with any other thing in my room that like it, my playstation looks like it's it's part of a different scheme than my xbox which looks like it's part of a different scheme from my tv like yeah. i don't necessarily i wasn't necessarily like a fan of that idea but looking at the box looking at, at how kind of sleek it is and how well it goes with the controller and how like how dope it looks when when it's illuminated when it's on like 
you know, I'm 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 sold on it. I think the big the most interesting thing is that it's standing up, uh, just like the Xbox Series X, which sure. I guess is just the thing we're gonna have to get get used to. And I'm I'm fine with it. Well, I mean, like um, you don't have to have it standing up. They showed it laying down, just like an Xbox has mm-hmm. confirmed that you can lay down the Series X as well. Uh, I think this is similar to how yeah, the PlayStation Four technically right stands up for a lot of people, and they have the stands for, for sure. it or whatever. I, 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 I think it's next year to look at it standing up. I absolutely love it. I uh, but I'm always a fan of of super far future looking tech. I feel like I would have loved whatever they put out just because I love Sony's sense of design. It, sure. it it looks wonky and weird as fuck, but I love that. I love that they just like Tim said they don't give a shit about what really you think. They're not going to make a a conventional sort of box thing. The, all their consoles have always looked really cool and weird and odd, and I love that. I love how. I don't want to say brave, but like, you know, it's like, it's like it's one of those things where it's like kind of what Apple does, where you're going to buy this shit anyway, you know, and I, I really enjoy that sort of uh, approach. There's a bunch of pictures I'm looking at now, and it looks like it, at least based on these pictures, it seems it, it won't be horizontal unless it has even a stand. Like there's like a horizontal stand as well. Interesting. So if I want to lay it down, I have to use the stand too. It looks like it because it looks like it would be wobbly otherwise. The thing is, like, where am I gonna? If I like, if it is horizontal, yeah, I guess it doesn't need a stand because it's very curved, and I'm worried that I won't be able to put sodas on top of it. (laughs) And I just put a a thread into the chat right now in the in Discord. If you guys want to, thank you so much. I do, I do find it how I, I find it interesting how different it looks. And I know, like all all the PlayStation consoles have generally looked very different from each other, but this one is, I feel like, is the is the biggest deviation mm-hmm. that we've gotten. All right, and that and that falls in line with the Dual Sense in a way where I like I'm I'm surprised, also not surprised that they're calling it the PlayStation Five because branding, but at the same time, I feel like they could have gotten away with calling it something else because that's how different uh, mm. it strikes me as like Wait, it, a it does it does look like the stand comes with it already though, like that's the stand it used it uses for being vertical. Yeah, um, no, no, I'm not saying you have to buy it separately. I'm just oh, saying okay. that, like, I think you need you can't to put it flat, it. flat. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's round it, and weird. It's weird. Hell. It's I love how weird it is, and it's like I would prefer it to look different, honestly. And I think that just goes back to like my favorite console design. Well, PS2, of course. Um, but besides that, Shout the out. Xbox One X is so such a beautiful piece of tech, and it's so small and so compact and so powerful. And I like that it's just it is just a sleek box. You cannot get more minimal than that. But I like that this is different. I like that it is like a clam opening. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm all about that. Like, oh, let's read this this all black one real. No, no, that's that's the lights being turned off. Their lights aren't on yet. Um, first off, one of the things we're talking about, we mentioned Grand Theft Auto, if you'd missed it, uh, enhanced and expanded version of Grand Theft Auto 5 coming to PS5, a uh, new standalone version of GTA Auto, Grand Theft Auto Online will be free to all PlayStation 5 owners within the first three months of the, t- of the title's launch in 2021. Uh, also, of course, if you have uh, GTA 5 now on PlayStation 4, they're giving you a million uh, GTA bucks or whatever every month, they said, starting right now. Back to the press release. Innovation and creativity collide this holiday season as Sony Interactive Entertainment reveals new details for PlayStation 5, including the next-generation console design and a deep lineup of brand-new titles uh, coming to the platform. In a live stream event today, reaching millions of gaming fans, SIE showed the PlayStation 5 hardware for the first time with its bold two-tone design make, marking a radical departure from previous PlayStation consoles. PS5 will launch in two options, a standard model with an Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive and a digital model without a disc drive, offering unprecedented choice for at launch to gamers. 
Today's live stream also provided fans with a first look at the new games that will define the next generation of gaming on PlayStation 5. Across dozens of titles, most of which are launching as console exclusives or full exclusives on PS5, the world's most talented developers showcased the potential of the hardware, which will unlock rich experiences for gamers, uh, bringing them deeper into extraordinary game worlds than ever before. Uh, quote, with the PlayStation 5, we are, making, Mark, we are making a significant leap to deliver a truly next generation of transformative play experiences that will redefine expectations for what games can be, said Jim Ryan, president and CEO of SIE. Worlds will be richer and more beautiful. They'll captivate your senses in ways you didn't think possible, and you'll be able to experience them much more seamlessly with lightning fast load times. Lightning fast loading, actually. Uh, today's showcase is just a glimpse of what's to come in next generation. And we want to thank our community for taking the journey to PlayStation 5's launch with us. Uh, one of the biggest series of all time, Grand Theft Auto, and we already talked about that, and we will again here too, yeah. Uh, and the deal with the $1 million it says here is, yeah, uh, all GTA 5 PS4 owners will get 1 million GTA bucks every month until the PlayStation 5 version of the game launches in 2021. Let's go, baby. Yes, exactly right. Very excited about that. It, huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, additionally, did this thing line up in more depth here, real third-party publishers, yep, yep, yep. Uh, this is yeah. a, a sidebar. I'm, I'm looking at an article, and I don't take all this with a grain of salt because I don't necessarily believe it, and it's but I'm looking at an yeah, it's all breaking, but I'm looking at an article from thegamer.com that is talking about the the uh, the presenters in the conference. This article is saying that they're those weren't real people; they were rendered, like they were they, they were like animations. Which I don't I don't buy it, but no, they were no. real people. They were <laughs> real people. Okay. This is back. Did it, okay. Kevin? Do you write for thegamer.com? Remember during the stream? These people looked, looked weird. They looked weird. Was, they looked super well, well lit. And some of the lighting what, didn't make a lot of sense. Like the guy, the one of the last guys had a mic, a lavalier mic on his uh, lapel, and uh, the mm. shadow was like shooting up. It, it just, I don't know, man. No, the no, only reason I pointed no. out is because Kevin, is <laughs> no. because Kevin pointed it out as like they looked weird, and then I saw this article and I was like, all right, I didn't, I don't think so, but I'm just gonna point, I'm just gonna bring it up just in case somebody saw something that I didn't. Real quick before we move on, just to impressions to talk about the games. SIE also announced a slate of new PS5 accessories to enhance the gaming experience, including Pulse 3D wireless headset offering 3D audio support and dual noise canceling headphones, HD camera uh, featuring dual 1080p lenses for gamers to broadcast themselves along with their epic gameplay moments, a media remote, a remote control with built in microphone to navigate movies and streaming services with ease. Built in microphone, that's interesting. So it'd be like PlayStation, move it to whatever. Uh, dual sense charging station. Uh, for for convenient charging of tool of two dual sense wireless controllers sie will announce pricing and additional details for playstation 5 at a later date and then we're back into their giant list of games here uh when we talk about games what stands out to you guys blessing what do you want to start what when you think about what you just saw what's the one that jumps to i you? mean i'm probably most excited for spider-man Miles Morales. Yes. like one that's a great name uh just calling it spider-man miles morales like that's a that's a good direction it, it makes me wonder like if we're going to get a spider-man 2 and if this is just a spinoff because there's more to the peter and i guess spoilers for spider-man uh 2018 right there's more to the peter parker story there there's like stuff that's set up and it doesn't sure. seem like that stuff it as far as what we what we can tell from the trailer it doesn't seem like that stuff is tackled really uh spider-man miles morales and and in this miles morales game right like if it's a spinoff like that works, right? Like that's cool. Like they're able to to tackle into his story without we necessarily being like a, a, a thing within the main story. Totally. And that's what we were talking about while it was live, right? Tim, you're with me that you don't expect this to be a full fledged game, right? Yeah, you I expect this to be like the DLC. Here's my thing. I, I hope that it's more like Lost Legacy than it is yeah. DLC. 
Sure. I, I hope it's sure. a bit more substantial um, of a thing. It's it's hard to believe that that could be the case of it coming this year, but I, I mean, that's three years. Is it right? though? Like, lost, I mean, lost, I, lost I Legacy came so, out the I, year after Uncharted Four. I I feel the way that they pumped out the DLC that this could be like up like close to a ten hour little. Again, not DLC, but a $40 thing, you know, which is uh, oh, it's awesome. And I mean, knowing Insomniac, right? They've done that before with Ratchet. And and it definitely like we should have seen these signs, obviously, like with the way the first Spider-Man ended. And you know that Miles is going to play a key part uh, in the future. But then with all of the check how fast Spider-Man loads on the new PS5 SSDs, you know, like all those <laughs> yeah. footage we were seeing all those leaks. It uh, it was right in front of us, guys. We just never saw it, you know. Yeah, and I, to me, I think I think this would make sense from the sense of Insomniac has multiple teams working on them, uh, working for them, right? Like it's been it's been I guess only two years um, by the time this is going to come out. Uh, it, like this this strikes me as yeah, like a Lost Legacy type thing where it'll probably be a little bit shorter, but I don't I don't necessarily expect it to not be a full game. Like I, I kind of expect it actually to be like how much was Lost Legacy? Like forty bucks? It was forty. I yeah. expected. I expect it to be in the forty dollar range, and I won't even be surprised if it is like a sixty dollar thing where they are where they where they are treating it as a full fledged title. I just love that it it seems to be a launch title. Like that is such that a holiday cool twenty twenty. Yeah, that's the same thing yeah. they're saying for PS five, right? I I think for sure it's a launch title. That's a baller move that I wouldn't necessarily expect from from PlayStation. Like traditionally, we haven't seen them launch with like some of their heavy hitters, and you don't get much heavier than Spider Man, right? Like that's. That's very, very cool. We've been, you know, theorizing like, oh, is, is it going to launch with Horizon? And we've talked about that for years now at this point. And I think that uh, the, the one thing that we we're always kind of debating was like, oh, does it make sense with none of the PS5s in the wild or whatever? How do you get PS5s in the wild? Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You take your uh, your best selling PlayStation game of all time. Yeah. And you give it a sequel or DLC. I mean, this is going to be standalone. I mean, but you know what I mean? In, in terms of a full fledged sequel versus a smaller experience, you put that out on this thing day and day. And that's the other thing. I saw people in our chat talking about it like, oh, well, this will clearly be a cross play game, right? Or a cross, you know, PS4 oh, and a PlayStation sure. 5 version of it. You do think so? I think so. Yeah. I think I they leave it on PlayStation 5, man. I think yeah, this is too. what you're because like that's the other thing where you know as we're going through and this is all happening in real time, and obviously we're catching up and doing stuff, right? Like I'm the one who's been saying Horizon 2, which we now know, right, is Horizon Forbidden West. It's uh, still two. It's Horizon 2. No. You said, they hit a, you said they you said they hit a two in the title, which I didn't see, but I haven't had a chance to go back and look. But when Angie talked about it, she said Horizon Forbidden West. She did not say Horizon 2 Forbidden West. It, yeah, definitely there's a two in the and the, in, in the uh, PlayStation talks about it here. They call it in their official press release, Horizon Forbidden West. There's no two actually yeah. well, in, the in, in the in the logo. I see I see the two, but I think in the actual titles, it's just Horizon Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, but what I'm do. what I'm driving to with that one before we get sidetracked too far is that that I've been saying that's going to be a launch game, and they did not give a release date for it. They just talked about it and are you yeah. know welcoming you back and showed you the trailer and showed the infection that we saw at the end of uh, oh I see what you mean the the no Roman numeral there in the line yeah gotcha. Um, anyways, they were the infection that you know that red stuff we saw at the end of end 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 of Horizon right. It was like one of the teasers is actually yeah. going to be a thing. It looks like is Aloy has to stop that as it goes across the world. But back to my point here. So we see all these uh, Sony first-party games here, and it is that question of, well, how many of them are actually launches, right? Like, what are we talking about in terms of stuff that will actually be out for holiday 2020? And what, Astro's Playroom, I don't think got a date on it. I'm reading, I'm looking at their uh, thing and coming back over here. Uh, yeah, I don't think they got a date. Yeah, and so it's uh, one as you start looking to it, right, of what actually got dated. Like, it's a big deal that they said holiday 2020 for Spider-Man Miles Morales because for the rest of them, they really didn't, as I'm looking through here and scrolling, yeah, and, right? Yeah. 
and that was the thing I actually wanted to bring up when you first asked like how we feel about the conference overall because my one critique is that it seems like we don't have a good idea of what the launch lineup is. Like I assume that quite a few of these games are going to be there, right? Especially the ones that say holiday 20, 2020. Like you can assume that those are going to be launch titles. Yeah. But for the most part, like the the launch lineup doesn't seem clear. And that could that's something that will probably clear up as we get closer and closer. But like looking right now, right? Like Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be holiday 2020, so that'll probably be a launch either launch title or launch window. Bucks next is holiday 2020. <laughs> Every and time. then I fucking love Bugs Next. Man. Like bug juice. Bugs Next. <laughs> and I'm looking through. Like I try to take notes uh, as as the conference went on, but like some of them kind of kind of lost me. But those are the only two games that I have written 2020 here, and I'm Which sure one? there's other ones. Uh, Spider Man and Bugs Next. I'm sure there's other ones, but I probably missed them. Yeah. Um. Well, it's that I'm also comparing off of things right now as I look over here because like I got I just it got like a Jet. from yeah Jet, Jet 2020. I saw that. Uh, I have a release here from Annapurna saying that Solar Ash is going to be 2021 and then uh, Stray is set to be 2021. Yeah, yeah. like a lot See, of these games are 2021. But that doesn't bother me because 2020 is just a month and a half for what sure. they're re- referencing here, right. right? Like the difference is so, so minor. And I think that obviously th- you, you can't have too much stuff at launch like that. Then that just doesn't make sense. Like have Spider-Man and have third party titles that we can all kind of expect will be there. You know, the Assassin's Creed's and Call of Duties and whatnot. Like I... I also think that the launch lineup will become clear once they start talking price and date. For sure. And also, yeah, God, and, God and, Paul, I should loop in there, and NBA TK21. I, 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 the whole time I was thinking, like, I would have loved to have been a fly on the room in Sony during all of the Xbox third-party uh, showings, and I would have loved to have seen if they added or... Uh, removed anything from today's conference because of the reaction to Xbox's conference. Like if it, mm-hmm. like, was there anything reactionary that was done there in terms of, you know, Oh, none of the, we need more futuristic looking things or uh, we need to ease up on, you know, the old gen shit. Like obviously this is focusing on PS five, focusing on PS five, but I'd still be so interested to see what their reaction was to this. To yeah, the, the, main pa- the main Game parallel play. Uh, I saw was the NBA 2K thing where like it, it's so well mirrored that that Madden 2021 reveal from the Xbox thing where I was like, oh, yeah, EA obviously made some kind of deal with both with both of them to be like, hey, guys, you guys get Madden, you guys get 2K and we're going to do the same as that thing where we have a, have an athlete this time from the what the, the New Orleans Hornets New Pelicans, Pelicans baby they, Pelicans. that is made up that is such a fucking it's not Bill and Ted did something in the universe and this is I wake up and you guys are all like oh it's always been the fucking Pelicans and I'm like what? I've never heard of this team in my life when this stream ends you need to look up the first New Orleans Pelicans mascot I'm telling you it, it, it's like gritty level of really bad and horrifying yeah look it up it's fantastic it it's terrible yeah, man. So also, something I want to bring up actually yeah. is the start of this conference. Like it's starting with uh with the Rockstar logo was definitely uh oh misleading God. and I, I think kind of like a a bad look from just like a overall perspective of we all have we understandings of what, what that means. You know what I mean? Like we expected some some major announcements. But now that it's all over and now that we have the context of all the amazing announcements they did make, I think it's fucking brilliant. Start with that GTA 5, one best selling game of all time, right? Like the people are continuing to play. Show the commitment that that game is going to still be playable on the next system and ha- lure people in to have the hey, if you're playing now, you can work your way up to that with the, the money that they're giving them. It's just like that's a great way to kind of keep people in these giant game games as a service type things. Yeah. And it being free is crazy. The online, yeah. It's like yeah. that stuff. 
that's great. All of that stuff is like great news. And I love that they were kind of like, here it is. Cool. That's the old. Let's move on. Let's all have the new stuff now. Um, all of that's great from a business perspective. There's still so many questions I have about the PlayStation 5. And I'm not worried. I'm not upset that they didn't talk about all the stuff in this because they said they were going to show us games. And God damn it, they did. Um, but I still want to know about their smart delivery um, yeah. type thing their backwards com- compatibility type stuff like i want more details on all that and well, this is, it's nuts we still don't know well this is back to the whole thing of what we were saying beforehand when i say we i mean me is that they would end with the console right and then not give you release not give you price and it'll be down the line there'll be a blog post because i mean you think about it we still don't know the ui we don't know what the playstation 5 like when you turn it on and look at it and what i'm order- organizing things is going to look one yeah. thing i do want to toss out from a you're wrong perspective uh, i was answering some texts I can't talk about and uh, talking to some people I can't talk about and well, looking through uh, the press release. Forward all that shit to me if you don't mind. You got it. I, um, it. I thought I misheard, but it seems like I didn't misheard. Were you guys saying that t- NBA 2K21 isn't an EA game? That's a 2K game, right? Somebody was confused. I saw the chat. Oh, the Blessing said Yeah, I messed EA. it up. Now that, yeah. now that I think about it, that, that actually no, you, it's one of those things. Welcome to the live reaction to the conference. You just went, like, I know you know that information. <laughs> I'm just pointing oh, it yeah. out. So people are like, oh, That's a good point. Oh man, you want to take some questions? You want to see what the audience was thinking over here? Yeah, yeah. Let's I mean, can we can we can we talk about Ratchet and Clank though? Yeah, yeah. I'm go. very excited. Like, like aside from Spider Man, Ratchet and Clank is also my my other biggest like my favorite announcement from this thing. Uh, the way they showed it off was excellent, right? Like, you actually get an idea of how it's taking advantage of the new system, of how it's taking advantage of the SSD, right? With all the dimension uh, dimension collapsing and, like, switching through worlds and all that stuff. Like, that stuff looked awesome. The uh, Visually, like, it looked awesome. Like, it doesn't... It didn't necessarily read to me as that much better looking than Ratchet and Clank 2016, which also looked really great, but, but dude, with bless, all the, the lights... Thing. You're watching the, a 1080p compressed yeah. video. And, and, well, and yeah. bless, like, I remember when you first came to Kind of Funny and we played Spider-Man and you were like, this is how this game's supposed to look when you saw it in 4K <laughs> and HDR. Oh, yeah. Now that... Well, you, well, no, you still don't have a 4K TV, right? No, I don't. Yeah. Damn I'm it. rocking 1080p. As soon HDR. as you have the opportunity, you need to play uh, Ratchet and Clank 2016 on uh, a TV with HDR. It is absolutely gorgeous. And 4K. with all the ray tracing and stuff, oh my God. Like this game is going to look so much better than, than 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It's about to look insane. Um, the uh, I was kind of disappointed. I feel like my biggest disappointment may have been Ghostwire um mm. seeing it in first person uh immediately when it was revealed this is first person and this is sort of the general vibe of the game it's more actiony than it's still kind of scary but it's more actiony you know like with the shooting and the the pushing powers and all that shit but uh so it just it kind of under it was underwhelming for me some it's of the animations look weird yeah like it's- the thing is i love the i love the style i love that weird control kojima sure. scary shit but there was still there was still a lot of the animations that kind of didn't look super great. And I'm kind of. No, I'm right there with you where I think, yeah. you know, Tokyo Ghostwire or Ghostwire Tokyo uh, had such a huge debut at that Bethesda conference with that awesome trailer. And then watching this, my first written granted again, like you're saying, compressed stream. We're doing a million yeah. things like I thought, oh, man, this doesn't look as good as that last trailer did. You know what I mean? Like or I was watching it. I was like, OK, cool. The headless bodies and stuff like is this going to be actually fun to do for hours on end or is this weird? It kind of gave me I know this is in a way crazy because it's a great game but it gave me fatal frame vibes as if fatal frame hadn't evolved like you know what i mean like it, it reminded it. me of what i remember that looking <laughs> like on ps2 if that makes sense on game um, so terrifying <laughs> you know what i mean though like the actual like quality of the yeah, models yeah, yeah, and what's yeah, going yeah. On, stuff like that like it's got that 
style to it, and I think will that work overall for it? In uh, the opposite way, I thought Deathloop looked fucking fantastic. Oh my god, oh my god, Deathloop! Like Deathloop was just like Deathloop was a constant. I can't believe this sort of vibe for me. Like I, I, yeah. Every every encounter, enemy encounter that they had was just speaking right to me. And I know, I know, there's a lot of dishonored vibes in there. I know there's a lot of hardcore dishonored fans. Did you not like dishonored? I, I tried the first one. It's just something about the something about the environment and the vibe that I just couldn't get with. But the the music and the aesthetics in this one, uh, it's just it's for me, dude. I'm, I can't wait yeah. for that damn game. No, legit. Like as there as the trailer was going, I was like, this is like bullet point bu- bullet point to bullet point, like exactly for me, right? Like you want to talk about like rival assassins and being stuck in a time loop and a group of targets they have to assassinate and like that immersive sim gameplay that you get from Dishonored, like all that sounds directly for me in a way where i'm like yes this and all like, and that, all of those enemies look like they have such personality and they're oh totally yeah different from the each art other. style yeah. is amazing like the the whole the motif with like the i guess the old 70s school, uh, cinema. Sort of, yeah love it they nailed it you know something that i'm actually really excited about is what we didn't see like i love that knowing kind of what the first year and a half ish of playstation's first party titles are going to look like this shows us a little bit about like okay what's year three of the ps5 going to look like Mm -hmm. like that's where the god of wars are going to come that's probably where like spider-man 2 is gonna gonna land and like that stuff and like that's Mm -hmm. really really great like i love that we potentially are going to have a, a lineup more similar to from where we went from like horizon all the way through to like death stranding as opposed to since then um and but like where we have now with last of us going into ghost of tsushima if we launch ps5 with spider-man miles morales like then horizon let's just keep that going like how awesome would it be if we're getting these high quality triple a sony first parties every three four months right with that logo tim with that it's a statement bro (laughs) it's a statement and and even like some of the smaller family-friendly stuff like sackboy it's like it's about time sackboy gets a game like this and there's a chance that that game is going to be extremely good you know and grab people that wouldn't necessarily have played it before i definitely am not a little big planet person and i i kind of fall into the i love platformers just make me a platformer that looks like a platformer i'd want to play it looked like mario 3d world like that's really cool yeah Sackboy, Greg's always talked about, could be the most relevant kind of PlayStation mascot, and it just never hit that point um, and it, from a game perspective, right? And I think that this sure. could be a second life, a new chance for it when PlayStation is undeniably more popular than ever. Yeah, like I, I think they they nailed it as far as like promoting their mascots, especially their I guess family fr- family friendly, at least fr- family aimed mascots, right? Like with the PS4, we got Knack pretty much as the thing that came out of that presentation that was like the platformer this time around we got three different ones with ratchet and clank uh astro's playroom uh and uh uh crap what were you just talking about the oh the uh, snack boy. Snack boy. yeah like with those three right there right like, like that's a good triple threat of family oriented platformers that like i believe are all going to do well as far as what those games are greg can you link me to that doc of all the releases I should have been typing shit out. Like I just, I wasn't typing with the, the, every game that was coming out, like game by game. Yeah, the thing I've now sent you twice. <laughs> I just put it into the Discord chat too. Ah, oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, you scroll next to the there. But yeah, I mean, the one you know, I... it's it's, it's kind of interesting where when we talk about these conferences and and infamously Adam Boys is like that we're gonna have a bunch of stuff and it's like some of it's gonna speak to you. I feel like this conference more than any we've ever seen did that on a high level where it's like. Cool, Gran Turismo 7 doesn't really speak to anyone here, I don't think. 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, cool. it doesn't. Kevin right. likes no. racing it. I'm but still it's like, for it. We're getting it. It's announced. It's there, and that's huge for for people. It's not just like a side spin off or whatever. It's the next Gran Turismo game, right? Like, let's. We all know it's going to come eventually. I like that it. We officially know this early, right? And I feel like that's true going down through a lot of these different games. Yeah, like Hitman Three is a game that like is. I feel like it's specifically for me, right? And probably Nick Scarpino. Yeah. Um and like yeah, if you look through the list, like there there are there are a bunch of games here that I think appeal to each and every one of us. And I think like like I said before, that that is the success of this conference, right? Like that what, is probably the, the the biggest takeaway for me. What about Jet? Did Jet do anything for anybody? Because I thought when I watched that trailer, I think that might have been when my thing was wigging out too. But like when I was watching it, I didn't understand what that game was about. And I think Andy was like, "It's going to be this long journey or whatever of discovery or something like that." Yeah, Jet didn't really do anything for me. Let me I, read I kinda... it because I'm reading the press release for it, and the press release sounds cool. Jet, the Far Shore, invites you on an interstellar trip to carve out uh, a future for a people haunted by oblivion in this cinematic action adventure. As Scout and Inkerite may uh, be the first <laughs> to deploy into a mythic ocean. It's in quotes, too, so I'm like, Inkerite, all right. Uh, deploy into a mythic ocean planet. Uh, take the helm of a jet and explore the vast unknown. Skim low over waves, roar up pristine coastline, and carve through otherworldly woods. Adapt to an intricate system, open world, and persevere uh, through adversary, adversity alongside an intimate ensemble in this story of courage, wonder, and regret. Features so made, embark- made by the guys that did uh, Super Brothers Sword and Yeah, Sword. I, I was just looking at yeah. that. Yeah, it's a team up, right? It's, it's, they said it. I have it in my notes over here, which I don't have. Oh, yeah, Super Brother and Pine Scented. Uh, and then the yeah, this press release starts. Sword and Sorcery co-creator Super Brothers AV Inc. and Pine oh Pine Pine Scented uh, LTD unveiled today as part of the PlayStation Five Digital uh, Jet: The Far Shore, a new cinematic action adventure game that invites you on an interstellar trip to carve out the future. Uh, oh, the game is gearing up for a holiday 2020 launch on PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, and Epic Games. Oh. So there, a tweet just came out from Remedy saying they are glad to be able to share that Control will be coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Whoop, whoop. More details coming at a later date. Oh, Control is going to be going to look amazing. Oh my god, dude! That Actually, give us ray tracing. I mean, guys, yes. we I, and again, this goes back to the Gran Turismo thing, but like, it's happening with Demon Souls. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, we haven't talked about Demon Souls. Such a huge audience that is going to be so stoked that that is what Blue Point's been up to, and like cool not necessarily for me but like that is such a huge win for playstation like let's just continue these hits coming i am a yeah, thousand that's... percent jumping in that because imran <laughs> tweeted out about demon souls it's from the the description uh that playstation put out on a youtube video it says uh demon souls uh this remake invites players to experience the original brutal challenge completely re- rebuilt from the ground up and masterfully enhanced with a new fractured mode in addition to beautiful shadow effects and ray tracing players can choose between two graphics modes while playing one focus on fidelity and frame rate the other on frame rate. Yeah, Demon Souls is one of those ones where leading up to this event, I there have been the predictions and there's been the speculation that Blue Point is working on Demon Souls. And the whole time listening to that, I'm like, man, Demon Souls came out on PS3. Does it really need a remake or can they just remaster it? And actually earlier today, right before we did KFGD, I went and just watched Demon Souls gameplay and I was like, All right, I can see it. I can see them remaking this. I can't like, wait. You don't even <laughs> like, like you don't think about the PS3 being that old, but looking back at the Demon Souls gameplay, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a this is a far cry from from uh, uh Bloodborne, right? And what you get with the mo- modern Dark Souls games. Like people like this is gonna hit home for so many people i can't wait as somebody who again we've been always whenever i look in in kind of funny comments there's always people saying just give the souls games a chance guys give the souls games a chance and after hopping into bloodborne earlier this year and it immediately becoming one of my favorite games ever i can't wait to to hop into more Soulsborne games yeah i can't wait to finish bloodborne one day you know 
<laughs> Blessing, come on, man. This Who cares so about the other game you're playing? Who cares? So bro? much stress, man. It's so, such a stressful game. That Bloodborne. <laughs> Watching Blessing play Bloodborne at work was one of my funniest like things ever. <laughs> like I get so anxious playing that game; it's ridiculous. But now I think I might I might actually re- return to it. But speaking of, speaking of anxiety and games making us anxious, Resident Evil Resident Village. Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil Village, Dude. man. Capcom once again kind of getting the shaft because of leaks and stuff. Like it sucked when it happened to. Resident Evil 3 being announced during the state of play, which that would have been such a major, huge reveal. But because it leaked, it was kind of like, a, oh, this state of play was whatever. And like, that sucks. And I feel like it's the same thing here where it's like, we already knew everything we saw on that from all that stuff that leaked. But it, to me, this is still really exciting. We're getting Resident Evil games almost annually at this point. Like, this is awesome. How many studios are working on it? I wonder, like, are, are working on dis- different Resident Evil franchises at any given time? <laughs> Because, like, these games are gorgeous and they're, they're super high quality, but it's not like it's not like Madden, you know, it's it, I wonder if they have like four different teams working at four different games at any given time, because the amount yeah, that they're putting out and the amount of quality we're seeing is pretty uh it's pretty high up there <laughs> totally yeah like for context right we got re2 last year re3 this year we're getting resident evil village in 2021 and there's rumors about re4 being remade which is absolutely insane and it has to yeah. stop at a certain point they have to be stopped <laughs> and then yeah with that capcom not done like a new ip pragmata which we don't have confirmation but i i kind of assume is that the dead space rider situation oh great yeah. question yeah i can look into that i think i think it has to be it looks awesome though yeah it looks really cool it looks I'm weird as it. shit which is it I, looks I love very much like a kojima game which is yeah my jam as soon as i saw the weird net protective thing that he deployed i just immediately thought of like the little uh from death stranding oh yeah it's just such weird technology yeah the apparatus thing yeah we shout out gary woody yet no. Hey, Gary. Shout out to Gary Witta. No, well, you know what I'm trying to do. Help <laughs> yeah. me out. Go with the other thing. I'm trying to find this guy for you. Gary Witta helped write Project Athea. 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 Got it. Yeah. So uh, Gary and a team of other writers productions. helped write that shit. Looks Very like cool. uh, the uh, writer we we're talking about from before hasn't said if this is the same guy. Yeah. Hasn't said what he's on yet that I can find here. So we can't help you with the Dead Space guy yet. Athea is the Square Enix game. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, I do want to show. I want to bring in a question and a comment. All right. So the nanobiologist wrote in Patreon.com/slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of our show, and says, "Hey guys, there were a lot of great games shown off today, but did it seem like there weren't as many as exclusive as many exclusives as you expected? There were a lot of multi-platform games, and while I was very satisfied with what was shown off, except no Sly. Come on, save them from Egypt already. I wish uh, they had shown more. For, I, I wish they had more first parties shown off the goodies, goods, or at least a tease as to what should be expected this next gen, like Xbox is doing. Did you expect more first-party studios to show up as well, or were the third-party offerings that would be multi-plat enough to quench your thirst today? Thanks, the nanobiologist. Worth pointing out, as added to that, Aaron Greenberg tweeted five minutes ago, congrats to our friends at Sony on their show today. Xbox fans should know titles like GTA 5, Resident Evil Village, Hitman 3, NBA 2K21, Pragmata, etc. are going to look and play great on Xbox Series X, the world's most powerful console. Hashtag power your dreams. Hashtag it's going to give it to you. I think think they've got to do that. I think they have to do that because I think we... um, 
obviously we have to be as unbiased as possible. And whenever Xbox is showing a conference and they're showing off third party games that we get excited about, I think immediately the thing is, yeah, well, it's coming to PS4 as well or PS5 as well. Like, well, no, I mean, Sony, Sony's going to show off third party games that are going to go to PC and Xbox uh, Series X. So, I mean, I'm still excited for, sure. for them. That doesn't lessen my excitement for it, you know? Yeah. And I also, totally. I also think with this conference, there are plenty of first parties. Like, the amount of exclusive games that they showed off, I think, I, I, I think works, right? This is, the exa- this is the amount I was expecting. Like, you look, you look at Spider-Man exclusive, Gran Turismo exclusive, Ratchet & Clank exclusive, Returnal, the, the Housemark game, which looks awesome, exclusive, Sackboy exclusive, Destruction All-Stars, I can't recall, but I think is exclusive, because I think that was a PlayStation Studios game. Um, I can tell you godfall i also think might be exclusive no that's not exclusive no, is that not exclusive? exclusive okay they just revealed it as a playstation 5 game but it's coming everywhere destruction all-stars uh, is exclusive I, that's my thing is i think actually there was more than you think there were i mean yeah, don't get yeah. wrong i'm not this man now i'm gonna get rogues and xbox fanboy but like even the ones they're showing like we're talking about like bug snacks is exclusive with the i mean like if we're counting pc then no but if you're talking about xbox yes right uh bug snacks well yeah jet well you figure yeah. like the as far as like third party stuff, exactly. I, I paste into the top before our thing, right? Like these would be exclusive from play, PS5 games from SIE Worldwide Studios and second party partners. Uh, that means they're exclusive. They're first party for all intents and purposes. Astro's Playroom, uh, Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars, Gran Turismo Seven, Horizon Forbidden West, Mile, Spider Man Miles Morales, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Returnal, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Then what a ridiculous P- list. PlayStation 5 games from third-party publishers and developers. Bugs next. That's exclusive. Uh, again, I'm gonna. I'm saying console exclusive. If you want to bring up PC, I understand. Uh, Deathloop, no. Ghostwire, no. Godfall, no. Goodbye, Volcano High. Oh, that's right. Godfall. Godfall is only PS5 and PC. My bad. Goodbye, Volcano High is exclusive to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Steam. Again, I don't. If you want to use play, we're talking about PlayStation versus Xbox here, so I would include that. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, clearly no. Hitman, no. Jet, yes. Uh, ooh, uh, the Kenna. What did my notes say about Kenna? Did I put that? No, Kenna didn't have anything on it. But I guess technically the Bug Snacks and Volcano High people didn't have. Yeah, they didn't have anything in front of them either saying that like this is a worldwide stu- or PlayStation Studios thing. It's just maybe. So I would say maybe Kenna, maybe not. Little Devil Inside, I'm not sure. NBA, no. Odd World, no. I'm not sure about Odd World. Primatica, no. Uh, uh, Gary Widow's Project Athena or Athia, no. Resident Evil, no. Solar Ash, I forget, did they say? What do my notes say on that? I, I got to assume Solar Ash. No, Solar, Solar Ash was Ash, also shown no. at a Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch thing one time, I think. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Athia is exclusive. It is? Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Your right, notes, right, Project Athia. Yeah. Design, design Sorry, I'm going off the stupid list up here. Oh, yeah, they did, they did have that. So I think there actually is a fair amount of exclusivity. There's too. a lot of exclusivity. Here's the thing. Hold on. I, I have a question. Is this, How is this a fair amount? This is like utterly insane. Like has this ever ha- happened before where there's even close to this much? I mean, I'm not that historic of a – I can't go I just – I, I don't think there is. I mean, I really don't think It's the normal thing where it's like – It could be. I think back to EA or E3 1994. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's my thing is like this is the exact amount that that i expect given that like this was advertised as like a a playstation 5 event like like this i I don't think you could really even surpass this as far as exclusives yeah unless everything was right yeah and that yeah no and this is what we were talking about earlier and um you know 
or the shows leading up to this and making predictions is that as as a I think independent or third party, right? You have to start making these choices of where you're going. And this, these are the mm-hmm. ones who went with PlayStation versus Xbox. And again, it's that argument of like, yeah, okay, Bug Snacks is exclusive. I'm sure it's exclusive at launch. You know what I mean? I'm sure three, six months, oh, yeah. a year later, you're going to get it on Xbox, sure. But they're talking about right now of what you'd be getting out the gate for PlayStation 5. Gary Witta in chat. Yes, you can lay it down. And also, congratulations, Gary. We congratulations, were talking Gary. About Gary. Oh, he's asking, he was asking or saying that you can lay it down. He was asking, wait, so can you lay it down or not? I'm texting Greg. Yeah, yeah, ignoring yeah. Me. We've been talking but about like, that already. Yeah, can we lay it down with, without the thing, though? Do we need a thing to lay it down? Yeah, no, it yeah, comes with apparently you do. Comes with it. But it comes with it. Yeah, because you need that to also stand up vertically, apparently. Oh, okay, it's hold the same on. thing. So I just, Googled, I just Googled Deathloop and uh-huh. getting a lot of conflicting information that's interesting. So Mike Futter tweeted, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are PS5 console exclusives. That's surprising. Really? Somewhere right. else, it, on just the Google thing, it does say it's coming to Xbox One. Bethesda themselves tweeted, good morning, Black Reef. Another day, another chance to break the time loop. At Deathloop, a killer next-gen shooter coming exclusively to PS5 and PC from Arcane. Yeah. I'm looking Launching at, holiday at 2020. Did Fuck. we know? Did we see at... holiday 2020 in the, in the thing? No, I'm scrolling back to my Deathloop note. Because that's another Ghost... one. Ghostwire Tokyo. No, it did not say that on there. It did not say Deathloop was holiday 20. At least my notes don't say that. That's pretty crazy. That's super crazy if that's the case. Yeah, because I'm looking. I'm looking at the the blog also. The Bethesda blog. The well, I'm looking at the PlayStation blog that uh, Nibel on Twitter he references and says, according to the PlayStation blog, both Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop will be timed exclusives on PS5, coming to PC as well. Okay, here you go. PlayStation Five recap. Everything you know is finally up from the one and only Sid Schumann. That's wild if that's the case. Yeah, exclusively on consoles for PlayStation 5. With stunning and stylish environments, memorable combat encounters, and the freedom to tackle each mission at any pace and with any approach you choose, this is arcane like you've never seen or felt before, but with next-gen in mind. Deathloop's being developed for a new gen of hardware and will launch on console exclusively for PlayStation 5. Yeah, and that's what they say about Ghostwire, too. Dude, that's like criminal. (laughs) That's crazy. Next-gen action-adventure game coming to consoles exclusively PlayStation 5 in 2021. That's Ghostwire. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, and Godfall, Godfall, when it Godfall when it makes its console debut on PlayStation Five and launches on PC this holiday season. Man, that's pretty shit. I'm uh, that sucks. Yeah, it you does. suck. <laughs> I, I definitely think it sucks. Like with new IP like that, it's like you want to get it in as many places as possible to give it a chance to really succeed. You know. Yeah, but you. I like, mean, like. It's not like it's Final it's Fantasy also, Seven. They're also coming to PC though, which is the thing. That's like the that's like the the, the ground I'll give up is that like they're them coming to PS5 exclusively for console and also to PC. I think isn't as criminal as if they were like only coming to PS5. You know but, I'll be playing that 144 yeah. hertz, baby. Come on, let's go. Baby. <laughs> 1440p. Man. What a- what a, what a day, day everyone. Sorry, sorry. This is always the fun slash horrifying part of doing it live, trying to keep up with everything. Um, Riot Goes Woof wrote in to patreon.com slash games and says, Good morning, KF crew. What a show. One thing that stuck out to me was when in closing they said, We believe in generational transitions. This struck me as interesting since Xbox seems to be doing the whole unifying the generations. Which style do you think more people are on board for? Thanks for all you guys do and have a great day. I think it's a better thing to have this unif- this unified sort of um, 
I think it's good for PR. I think it's good for marketing. I think people see that more as, oh, this, you know, Microsoft cares more about me as the as the consumer. Um, I don't know what's preferred, honestly. I, I think that, you know, having backwards compatibility. I was talking to Snowbike Mike the other day from Twitch.tv slash Snowbike Mike. Never heard and he was asking me about ba- how important backwards compatibility is and, and unifying and, you know, having cross-gen and all this shit. And I... Th- I don't know how often it's used, but I know that people care about those buzzwords a lot. Um, and I just feel like Microsoft is doing a little bit better job with uh, with all those with all those phrases because I think it just helps out the consumer more and it makes them feel like they are cared uh, they're cared about a little bit more. Personally, I, I'm very excited that the two big guys are taking different approaches. I think that it's actually going to be really good for the industry, and I think that. Sony's going to continue to deliver what we've been groomed to expect from them over the last decade. And I'm very excited to play these Sony exclusives on a PlayStation 5. Um, but I think Xbox is kind of proving to be the better um, consumer product. And I think that this is going to give Xbox kind of a second chance to redefine what it is um, with Game Pass and with all of the different features and smart delivery and things that they've been touting for like the last year um and going in like once we see halo infinite i think that that's going to really really define the difference between what the playstation 5 is going to be and what the next xbox is going to be i'm I'm very very much like a believer in generations like i i think what xbox is doing on their side is is good from a consumer standpoint as far as like making it so that the transition from xbox one to series x is somewhat more seamless than it has been in the past but I also I also think that like backwards compatibility and also generations being a thing aren't necessarily necessarily mutually exclusive, right? Like you can still have the backwards compatibility in it with also like having those hard cuts between consoles. Uh, and it, as far as like technology goes, I don't necessarily know how you can make it so that you don't have that cut at a certain point, right? Like even when we look at I, I know like iPhones are usually what we point out when we're talking about mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. generations not necessarily meaning as much. But even with iPhones, right? Like there are apps that aren't going to work at a certain point if your phone is too old. And like I, I think that's just like the natural evolution of technology is that at certain at a certain point, like things aren't going to run because yeah. things have just advanced. And you don't and so want I think software I, to hold back your console. You don't want that software exactly. to hold it back. Yeah. And, and so like I think that's the exciting thing for me is that you know looking at games that are going to be exclusively 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 on next gen that means those games are going to be able to take advantage of the hardware in ways that the current gen can't and that that for me is exciting and that for me is good and that that for me is like a thing that kind of needs to continue so that games can get better and better and so that's kind of how I look at it yeah it's it's as we've talked about leading into this right just the tale of two different companies and how they're fighting it out and how they're actually going to have these different visions work out and i think that it's interesting to see the race go back and forth in this uh, tennis match right as they return and volley of xbox getting out in front of it with xbox series x showing it at game awards getting everybody hyped for it right then to get here to the summer and have their third party uh conference not go over extremely well uh then have playstation show up right now with a bunch of exclusives and really cool looking games and the hype of announcing what the console actually looks like now i'm super stoked to see what xbox responds with uh when they come back to the table right and they say, all right, cool, let's get back into what our first party lineup is, what our exclusives are, why you need to be there. But then, yeah, it does come down to what is the 
real reaction we'll see. This is brand new territory of PlayStation is doing the same thing, right? Of like, hey, PlayStation 5, it's a new machine, it's a new thing, let's get in here. Xbox is doing the same thing they've been doing, what we've talked about with backwards compatibility, what we've talked about with Game Pass, and seeing if it'll capitalize. If they come out and that first party lineup is awesome and huge and great and amazing, and Halo Infinite looks like a return to form for Halo and all this different stuff, that's all awesome. If I can still play that on my Xbox One, and I'm not I'm talking as a general consumer, if I can still play that on my Xbox One X, uh, yeah, that's right, Xbox One, Xbox One X, am I motivated to go, well, I still should buy the new Xbox Series X, or should I say, you know what, I can play these games. They're, uh, they're only launching with Halo. That's all I care about. I'll put my money into the PlayStation 5 and instead reap the rewards of this unified Xbox system and then go from there. Like, the way I see it, that, though, is I don't see that as a bad thing. And I think that that... Oh, I don't either. I'm just saying it's different. And it is different. And I think that, you know, we look back to, you know, the generations of the past where, you know, back in the day, it was the console wars involving Sega. Sega's gone now. And then we look back to where Nintendo made the insane decision to not compete with the HD consoles of the 360 mm-hmm. and the PS3. And they're like, we're going to do something totally different. And, you know, that had a lot of ramifications, both positive and negative for Nintendo fans. But I think it got them where they are now with the switch where we're back, baby. You know, it's like, we're at this point where even back then it was like the, Oh, are you a, a PS Wii guy or a, you know, the, the, the Wii 60, like all that stuff where it's like you had one of the HD consoles and you also had the Wii. And I think that we now it's like, cool, you have, let's say the PlayStation 4 and you also have the Switch or the Xbox One, you also have the Switch. I can see a world where it's like people are gamers just want to play the games. It's like you have your Switch, you have your PS5 and yeah, you're going to have Game Pass, whatever way that is that you're going to pay for Game Pass, whether it's eventually on smartphones or this or that, like you're going to be playing Halo, you're going to be able to play Halo. And that's what Microsoft wants at the end of the day. Yeah. They want to get you in that door. They want you in that ecosystem. They want you using Game Pass. They want you understanding all of uh, the benefits they've done. However, what I think is interesting is that whenever we talk about Xbox Lockhart and we talk about them making this uh, digital-only box, the argument, right, has been that they would do that because, you know, uh, Project xCloud is so successful and getting ready for a bigger launch. Uh, Game Pass is such a huge hit right now. Clearly, they see their future being digital in that way. It's interesting to see PlayStation, who, granted, PlayStation now is a success and does incredibly well, and we've talked about that to death. I just don't think it has the juice behind it. Game Pass does. It's interesting to see PlayStation showing this digital-only box, and I wonder what that actually means for when PlayStation does decide to do the conference, the blog post, the Wired article, talking about price and release date and, and UI, how much are they going to talk about what PlayStation now means and what changes are coming to that and how they want to incentivize you to use that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. But like looking at this, more than ever, I believe that the Xbox Lockhart uh, exists and is going to be $60 or less. I think it's going to be a dongle type situation that just gets you into accessing cloud stuff. And I think that PlayStation's obviously taking a very different approach with this. And this type of digital doesn't read cloud to me. It reads download to me. Sure. Right. You're um, right. But also, there's just so many things we don't know about PlayStation that it's like almost silly to assume anything because we don't know what the features are of the UI and all that stuff. Yeah, there's more story to be sold. I, I'm curious on what this means on the Xbox side as far as the digital consoles concerned because I'm not necessarily sold that it's going to be a, a streaming box. Like, I don't, think, I don't think Xbox believes that we're at that point yet to where sure. that can be like a, a sole use uh, for a box. I think that that might be like maybe four or five years away. Um, 
but it makes me it does make me think like what the pricing is going to be comparatively because my whole idea as far as what the goal of lockhart would be with the xbox series x is like hey we'll put out the xbox series x we'll advertise this as the most powerful box we'll also put out the lockhart and we won't advertise it this way but the idea of it is it'll be the most cheap it'll be the cheapest box right and so we can put out let's say uh series x at 500 and lockhart at 300 in that way you know, we expect the PS5 to be maybe 400. We, we can choke it out from there. It in a world where in a world where both I know that's like a gruesome way to put it, but in a world where where now we have the PS5 in the PS5 digital version, and we don't know the pricing, I think that puts Microsoft in a very interesting place, in kind of a predicament as far as like what their two boxes are going to be, especially if the Lockhart isn't just a streaming box. If that is like, hey, this is going to be a box box, but it's digital only and it's not as powered as the Xbox Series X. I wonder where all all those cards lay because I could see I could see it be a thing where I don't know man maybe Lockhart is 300 and then PS5 uh digital is 400 and then Series X and then PS5 are 500. Like I wonder what that means in terms of where the cards li- cards lay there. I would be so interested to see uh Microsoft's reactions to all of this. Like I I are are the prices set in stone have they been set in stone mm-hmm. and will mm-hmm. might might they change depending mm-hmm. on whatever uh, sony does with whatever press release they're going to do it's got to be some sort of press release right i don't think they'll devote a video to pricing um no yeah it'll be like a blog post yeah but i wonder what the conversations are because i like i've been reading like theories and ideas on twitter and stuff between like people in like the media and I forget who it was. It might have either been Jason or Jeff Grubb or, or somebody who was like, oh, yeah, they still don't know. Like, they're not at a place where where they know the price. Talking about, I think, talking about both Sony and Microsoft. Uh, and, like, there was somebody who said this. Somebody was saying that, like, Microsoft's waiting for Sony to go. And I think there's also been reports in the past that Sony's waiting for Microsoft to go. And, you know, that's why I was convinced we're not seeing price today. And I'm Jeff, according it, to Jeff Grubb, the summer game mess, we still got a state of play in August. And we got we got Xboxing Day, which is also on that thing, which also, is I think also, also in August. August. Yeah. And so and I think that's the latest. Like that's the latest we can go without seeing prices. Mm-hmm. Um and I know things are also weird right now in terms of the world being in, on fire and like people not having disposable income and how that's going to affect things. And so we're we're in a very interesting place because for all intents and purposes, like we pretty much know that Lockhart is a thing, right? Like that's been like a that's been a known rumor. That's been a thing that we've kind of understood to to be true. Unless like they somehow cancel it. Like that's the thing that's going to happen. I wonder what where those numbers lay in probably August when they finally come out and are comfortable enough to be like, all right, we're gonna put our foot down and 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 and, and say a number. Like I wonder how those things play out. Cause I think that's gonna be very crucial now that there's two versions of the PS5. I thought we were going to get some sort of UI presentation once they started showing the other uh, the other devices that come with the box when they started showing the camera and the controller. Oh, yeah. And there was even that that small moment uh, before before the before the Astro uh, bot sort of intro where it showed the dual sense thing and it was like hit the button. I thought we were going to see some sort of deep dive into it. But uh, but no, they just went straight to Astro bot to show off, I guess, the, the motion sense or whatever. Yeah. God, it's so interesting, man. <laughs> it, I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry to be so quiet here. I've just been trying to compile all this to make more sense of it and get an actual handle on the situation. To back to Nano's point in Aaron Greenberg's tweet, like it's a fucking lie. Like there are so many exclusives here. 
like right right now and i'm trying to cobble it together right i'm going to list every game that's exclusive console exclusive astros playroom demon souls destruction all-stars gran turismo 7 horizon spider-man ratchet and clank returnal Sackboy. again those are all the worldwide studio ones right here we go though bug snacks death loop ghostwire godfall i forget did we say yes or no on that one yes yes, con- yes. like console time exclusive. exclusive yeah so godfall goodbye volcano high jet uh odd world project athena solar ash stray tribes of midgard the pathless that, that leaves the ones that are out there, Resident Evil, Pragmatic, Mat, Pragmata, uh, NBA 2K, whatever the hell, Hitman, Grand Theft Auto. The only two then that I'm unsure of right now and I'm trying to figure out is uh, Kenna, Bridge of the Spirits, and Little Devil Inside. So that's a ridiculous list of things that are console exclusive to this. That's ridiculous. It's a crazy list of exclusives. I agree. Uh, we did get this uh, a tweet from... Slate Steel stole uh, that's showing us Insomniac's tweets both regarding Ratchet and Spider-Man. And on the Ratchet thing, their description says coming exclusively to PS5. However, the Spider-Man one has no coming exclusively to PS5. It just says come in holiday 2020. Uh, real quick, uh, Nebelian says uh, Resident Evil Village uh, special developer message based on the newest version of RE Engine, a bit more action oriented, no load times. Takes place years after seven. You play as Ethan. New inventory. Cool. Ethan Hunt. Uh, IGN.com is reporting that Kenna Bridge of Spirits is a PlayStation console exclusive. Damn. And then Little Devil Inside on IGN is broken. That's crazy. That That's then like a crazy list of exclusives when you look at this conference as a whole. That's like more than I even thought. And so. Yeah. That's the thing. That's, is it just keeps getting deeper the more and stuff you find. I would. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. To, the, to the Spider Man thing, though, they, they also do hashtag Miles Morales PS5 and hashtag Spider Man PS5. The, uh, yeah, uh, your only bet. chance there of going anywhere else is PC, but I don't, that's not going to be at launch. I don't well, think PS4. Or PS4. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yes. This has nothing to do with just games or anything, but I just saw a great meme of how I am after today's reveal, and it's Tiger King, where he's like, I'm never going to be able to financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many games, man. So many quality-looking games that I would definitely be into. That's crazy. Um, I have one other question I want to get in here for sure. It's Ignacio Rojas. He writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, what's up, KF crew? We just learned that the PS5 will have an all-digital version, uh, a move no one saw coming. Realistically, what do you think the price difference between the versions will be? Keep in mind that taking away a disc reader doesn't reduce that much of production uh, price. For example, the Xbox Sad Edition only was $50 cheaper. As we start to wrap up this and move, you know, I mean, we're reacting for this, but like, what do you, what do you guys think in terms of what the price is actually going to be? Make some predictions here. Bless it's, it's it's bizarre because I there there also isn't a huge size difference either. Like, so it's got to be a huge difference to entice you to go for the discless version. Like I, yeah. otherwise I don't really see like, why would I get the discless version for just a little bit less bump or my gut tells know. me four and six. Yeah. Four and six, four and six like 400 and 600. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 406,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd go three and five. I'd go three and you guys think it's gonna be a two hundred dollar difference? I'll go three fifty and five. I think that a hundred dollar difference just doesn't make sense to even do it. I, the thing I about think, it is, so, I, I think you. I don't know. I don't know. I like. I think a hundred dollar difference makes 
more sense on paper, but I also think that a $200 difference, while it sounds ridiculous, think about it on the other side of it, though. It's that you now get to cut out retail, which is what they the, everybody's been trying to do forever. Very so even, good point. even if it is the idea of like, yeah, you're taking a bath and the fact that, yeah, it's a $50 hard drive, let's say, or whatever it is, you that $200 you lose on every machine or whatever then gets recouped in the fact that, guess what? You're still charging $60 in the PlayStation Store, but you're not splitting that with the distributor anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's but a good point. That's very good. Let point. alone let's in let's say you're not they're not even buying that many games. They're signing up for PlayStation now. They're signing up for PlayStation Plus. Like you're not you're buying yeah. this thing, and no matter what, once you buy that thing, you're only getting your games from PlayStation. You're guys, no longer 4K Blu-ray is the future. What are you all talking about, guys? <laughs> you just bought your Lord they of the Rings. Finally, Ring. play them. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Unlike the PS4 Pro. Let's make a pizza bet right here. Pizza bet right here, guys. I'm going three fifty five hundred. I'm going uh. Four- Hmm. That's a very that's a very good point as far as like the return they're gonna make on digital and on ser- services. I'm gonna say 400, 500. I was gonna say 500, 600, uh, because of all like there's there's been a lot we've talked about as far as how much it costed to manufacture these things, um, and how they've kind of been struggling with price, which I assume leads to them being like, all right, we got to make two SKUs. And I think that is very that that is a very great answer to be like, hey, we'll lose money on the digital only versions, but that money is gonna be made back through everything else and then we're, we will make money on the on the non-digital versions by selling at 500 or we'll cut even or whatever that math ends out being um so yeah 400 500 is what we say yeah it's it's weird for me to like lock in something because i feel like both of them will be between four and six hundred like i confidently feel that i'll put my bet at four and six just to to keep it clean but i'm thinking be between one and eight hundred both of them <laughs> wow yeah getting involved out there uh-huh. i also assume they don't know the price yet and so Oh sure, but neither do we. Yeah, we're just guessing. <laughs> I yeah. think I think they know the price, and that's why there's two. But Greg yeah. brings up a very good point about the retailer stuff. I'm writing out prices. I need to see it. You know what I mean? I like that Miles Morales got a haircut. God, mm. Spider-Man Miles Morales is crazy. Bro. Out I just, this year, I skimmed through it a little bit, and like he has this oh. ability where he turns invisible. Like in gameplay, oh, let's wow. fucking go, Senor Morales. I'm gonna say three fifty, four fifty. Ew, I don't like that. That is insane. Oh, I don't like you it either. Crazy, I don't like it. I don't like it. If I see that on the shelf, I'm not playing the game. Calm down. If I see that on the shelf, I'm not buying a PS5. <laughs> like if I see that it's four fifty, I'll be like, I'll pay five hundred for that, sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll pay the extra fifty dollars. Oh, oh my god, what's what fun times? God, we're what a fucking fun, day. Guys. We're having what fun, a great dude. presentation. You know what I mean? E three, yeah. baby. You didn't get it. Good one. Yeah, E three is finally here. <laughs> we're finally a part of E three. We didn't even talk about Returnal. Returnal looks cool. There's a bunch of games. I mean, we haven't like talk talked about. Not a bunch. All but, these like, games I mean, look so cool. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I'm sure, we're going to be talking about them for a month to come. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, as we go back and forth, and not to mention, uh, of course, ch- tune in. We keep talking about uh, the Last of Us, the review we're going to do tonight. Uh, tune in tomorrow for kind of funny games daily, where I'm sure a lot of this will crystallize and we'll have totally. more press releases and more official word on what's happening, where it's happening, why it's happening, because that's what we do on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, and podcast services around the globe. Uh, any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Was this a success? Was it the best? Did Sony win E3? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. for all intents and purposes. Also, shout out to The Pathless, which is a game that was revealed before 
Uh, and as they were showing it during the conference, I was like, oh, I don't know what this game is, but it looks like this other game that I'm very excited about. And then they ended up showing the name. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, this is the same game I'm very excited about. Look, man, here, my thoughts on this are it's I, it's fun to compare it to other things to the Xbox and to what other people are doing. But it's like all of that aside, I'm excited for the games they showed me today. Like that to sure. me is why this is a success is it doesn't matter about the competition. They, these games look freaking rad. They speak to me. I cannot wait for Ratchet and Clank. This Pick is a awesome. fucking side, bro. No, I'm kidding. I agree. I agree. With uh, I want to ask you the question. The very final thing is when do you think it's actually coming out and release dates? But this is an interesting question. Uh, nothing but nerdy in the Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash kind of funny game says, how do you think they'll handle playing your digital PS4 games on PS5? The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost. More interesting, I think, is, and I guess this is just to the consumer, right, of if you want, let's say you wanted to save the money and buy the digital version, what if you only had disc-based games? That's just on you, I guess, to figure it out. But, like, it's interesting of, like, you just, you're buying your Last of Us Part 2 disc and then you're going to buy a PlayStation 5 disc list, you're fucked. But, again, you would save up the money and do it, I guess. I'm still not even sold that, like, we're going to be able to put our PS4 discs into a PS5. Ah, oh, you're crazy. They're backwards compatible that way. That's how it's going to work. Don't worry about oh, it. Well, let's wrap the show up before we go down this path. <laughs> you want to talk about smart delivery too? Good Ladies Lord. and gentlemen, uh, this has been PS I Love You XOXO. Remember, each and every Tuesday morning, normally, uh, Blessing and I are here to talk about all things PlayStation with you. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash games where you can get each and every episode ad-free along with a post-show. Not this one because we're going to review The Last of Us. Uh, of course, you can also ask your questions there. It'd be the PSN profile of the week and all sorts of stuff on normal, non-crazy-ass holiday shows like this one. Uh, Tim Geddes, yes. when is the PlayStation 5 coming out? I don't remember what I've predicted before, but I stick with it. It's like, I think I said November 13th. Yeah. I don't, without That's looking at a calendar. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'm throwing it back up here. Blessing, when do you think we're getting the PlayStation 5? November 13th. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Andy? November 6th. Yeah. I'm going to be with Andy and say November 6th. Yeah. I think yeah. it's safe to say it's going to be within three weeks of that okay. Whew, man ladies and gentlemen exciting times in front of us for all things video games keep it tuned to kind of funny and until next time no it's been our pleasure to serve you